This week's episode of Lawyer Up is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash lawyerup. Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome, everyone, to the Lawyer Up podcast, where we talk about Better Call Saul and Jimmy McGill's uh, adventures as uh, an up-and-coming lawyer. I'm Rick Foster, here with the lovely and gracious Jackie Hearn. Hey, Rick. Man, I can't believe it's been this long. And it bothered me to no ends that they didn't have a fall season like they did with, uh, you know, Walking Dead or some of the other shows. But... Hey, it's finally showtime. I know it is showtime. And one of the best things about uh, Lawyer Up, for me at least, is that we get all the episodes straight through Mm -hmm. instead of doing the split, the split seasons like Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, because, you know, you know, you're getting it all at once uh, in, you know, a block instead of, you know, being like, hey, here we are in, you know, the fall, and then we're going to take a break. It's Christmas and stuff like that, and then we come back. I I personally believe that it is better for the show in general to have it all just straight through instead of split season. No, you're, you're right. You're right. I agree. Uh, the split seasons make me insane, but I just – I miss it, and I, I, I don't like them giving us only a few – I mean, give us another season. I don't know what you want to call it, but I, I, I don't. I, I was worried for the show that it was going to have such a long break, um, and I was wondering how people would pick up on the show. Uh, you know, actually, a thought occurred to me. If I, I can kind of step aside or kind of move aside, I was thinking the other day uh, about the show, and you know, we've got Jimmy McGill, we've got um, Saul Goodman. And we've got Gene, uh, three different guys of the same character. And I wondered if somebody were to just pick up the show with never having watching watch Breaking Bad and never having watching any of it. And, you know, there are people out there that have done this. They've turned it on. They started to watch it. Are they confused as fuck about who these guys are? Yeah, it's it's uh, something we talked about uh, last season where uh Somebody coming in not having the knowledge of Breaking Bad or not having the knowledge of uh, Saul Goodman. And for them for them to start off uh, right off the bat with uh, the Gene character of, uh, of uh, you know, Jimmy McGill and uh, Saul Goodman, to, where he's just this bumbling manager guy at a Cinnabon who – gets locked in the back of, you know, the garbage uh, dispenser, you know, area of a mall, which I could see that turning off uh, viewers uh, very quickly because it's the mystery. It's, this is a very slow burn series. Uh, Mm -hmm. Look, when you look back at this episode, which is called switch, not a whole hell of a lot happens. I mean, there, yeah, there is no uh, Michael McKean that appears. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, it's very little Mike. Very little Mike. Very little uh, Hamill. Yeah, there's yeah. no 
literally Hamill is in for, uh, you know, three minutes max. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all based of Jimmy and Kim uh, kind of running around, uh, you know, having fun a little bit. It's And I think uh, Kim uses the words uh, a midlife crisis. He ends his, uh, he gets his job at, uh, at another law firm, which is at uh, Davis and Maine. He gets that uh, going and he denies the job. And uh, Kim kind of confronts him and says, is this a midlife crisis? And I think he uses the term like end life crisis or something like that, because he's out in the pool, you know, sipping on, you know, fucking uh, margaritas and has. Yeah, the- he's got nachos on a little kickboard tied with a string his cell phone i love that i love him sitting in the pool with all of those things because i thought i think that's brilliant like i love being in a pool and i'm thinking the next time i just want to relax and chill i'm gonna do that just try tie everything on the string and just drag the food and the booze with you and i mean he has his phone <laughs> in a bag and it just uh, unbelievable uh yeah. this is classic you know just somebody who just doesn't give a fuck. Uh, no. And even his his money from the from the old uh, folks case that that he just broke uh, isn't going to come in for maybe probably like a couple of years. And it's yeah. So basically, he's just staying at this hotel off of. He, he, they gave him a tiny little upfront uh, commission, mm-hmm. like I think it was like twenty k. So that's what he's like living off of, you know, in this hotel. And I mean, even even afterwards, he he goes back to his uh, the the manicure place off his uh, his sign off his door. He takes the drink of the the cucumber water, or you know, whatever <laughs> from uh, said only for customers only. It, he just doesn't care. And yeah. it's very it's very uh, interesting that they start off with the the Cinnabon stuff where he's he's trapped. And won't take that risk. And in this episode, he's just he's just going off the rails of taking risks uh, left and right. From yeah, he's totally learned um uh kind of a a little. He's like giving homage to his friend Marco who died, you know um that, you know because he was he had he's wearing his ring and he's singing that song again. Uh, uh, uh. What what is it again? You know the song. It's, uh, it's smoke on the water. You know. Smoke and 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 so it's kind of like he's like you know what i'm more successful at slipping jimmy than i can ever be as an attorney screw it all um you know and and i think he's also just trying to break away from uh his brother and chuck and just kind of do his own thing and so he's really just trying to he's totally making a switch here he he he's he he wants to become that person that he feels he is and yeah no no i absolutely um i agree it's a great way to start in that moment when kimmy shows up at the pool kind of says what the hell like why would you give up this job what's going on and uh and then it it, it, it's such a i don't know i really loved this is probably my favorite scene of the show or the whole segment of the entire show is the the little connection that grows between Jimmy and Kim that they, that Kim seems to really kind of be attracted to this, 
scammy slipping Jimmy, you yeah. know? And, and kudos to uh, the writing crew uh, to uh, not drag the sexual tension out another season. I mean, they literally, yes, they literally jumped right in after the, after the scam that they pulled on uh, Ken, which by the way, I, I don't know if people know this or not, like how readily available this information is, but he appeared in Breaking Bad as the, the guy that uh, kind of, fucked over uh oh walter white you know you, you, you are you you're the ken dude yeah uh which by the way the actor's really uh he's really funny uh, in like all the other roles but in this role he plays that you know douchebag uh businessman uh that you just really don't like at all and that's something the the cast has said uh, uh specifically the the casting director saying, "Hey, uh, comedy is harder to do than than drama, and if you can do comedy, we believe that you can do drama, uh, like drama acting, and that's and that's a huge reason why Bob Odenkirk was put in the role that he was put in, and uh, all those con- like Bill Burr was put in Breaking Bad and Lavelle Crawford, and yeah, there are quite a few of them. It's kind of surprising." Mm-hmm. And that's that's a huge like boost of confidence to be like, hey, we know you do all this comedy stuff, but we want you to do monologues of you know of stuff that we that's dramatic, and it it's a testament to uh, what people have done, like the cast and crew, and how much faith they have in their actors. Uh, you know, I, just only because this gives me the best opportunity to talk about uh, with Bob and David. Can I? Can I very quickly? I, I promise you, I'll be very fast. Um, I, I, we haven't talked since uh, with Bob and David came out. Did, did you get a chance to watch that on Netflix? I I did not. I know there there's a little bit of stuff of where it is very much uh, Mr. Show. But mm-hmm. you can't really call it Mr. Show. And yeah, then, they couldn't for legal reasons. And then even the last episode is not even their show because it, don't they just kind of go behind the scenes? Oh, well, the, well, no, they added a documentary. There's four episodes and they and then they added a, a, an hour long documentary. So basically you've got uh, or half hour on camera. It's basically four or five hours um, total. Um, but uh, but the thing about the new Mr. Show uh, which is called with Bob and David that I noticed is that damn, you can tell if you, if you were a person who watched Mr. Show uh, in the past, the, these guys are total pro pro actors. Um, Bob Odenkirk, that there's a, one of the final uh, episode or, or skits is called the salesman. And it's like these guys that like, it's, it's come, kind of like almost, um, uh oh god i forgot the name of the sh- the movie with alec baldwin and like jack lemon glenn glary glenn ross glenn glary glenn ross they kind of do sort of a spoof on it and it's these guys selling a book and i won't i won't spoil anymore in case anybody watches it and i encourage you to watch it it's on netflix go watch it if you want to laugh uh but 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 what's great about it is Oh my God, they have moved comedy from what they did, which was so great, which was the comedy writing into now being like real full on actors, uh, both Bob and David. 
because David has done a lot of acting on his own that he didn't write the comedy, um, you know, with Arrested Development and many numerous other movies as well. So I, I, I but I definitely noticed that with Bob, because the thing about Bob now is that he he has a way to bring you in and make you feel sorry for him in such a great way. He he kind of just brings humbles he humbles himself so much that it, it is it is it, so enjoyable to watch. And and I, I know that has a lot to do with Breaking Bad and with a Better Call Saul. Um so anyways, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I'm done. <laughs> unique that you say that he uh, humbles himself is because in the uh talking soul uh post show mm. uh, this week he with Chris Hardwick on AMC. AMC and mm-hmm. you know, uh he was very humble and almost uh, kind of quiet because he was very, you know, yeah, you know, I, you know, the story goes is that you know, I was cast in this role and I didn't even uh, study any of the scripts because I thought they were all going to change, you know. Yeah. And then the day of the shoot, only one word changed and it was like from uh to two, you know, you know, just like a word or whatever. And he's very humble, very quiet. And he, It's kind of clear that He's, it's weird that they decided to do a post-show for an episode that, like we like we said, not a lot happened. Uh, mm-hmm. They were very, uh, in in the post-show, they were very keen, like quiet on what was going to happen. Uh, even, even the uh, next week's clip segment was very, uh, didn't give anything away. And I feel like they're either, they're taking their time kind of spreading things out and maybe we can jump into this right now. Um, they only have 10 episodes again this season. And this is different from when they were renewed last January, I believe. And they were good for 13 for season two. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is a quality uh, assurance issue. So they don't feel like they're dragging it on too much to where they're just doing filler episodes or, this is a cost-cutting thing that AMC has, but without, you know, publicly acknowledging it. Yeah. Well, why don't we just go ahead and just, because I know we kind of scheduled that for the end, but like let, you brought it up. Let's do this. Um, what I, I was very concerned about that, I actually, that uh, we were promised 13 episodes, uh, you know, a year ago, and now we're down to 10 um, or at least there's 10 on IMDb and then what you said. So I guess we're down to 10. And it is official that, that it, it is. Okay. It is. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, the, the post show, uh, they said they're only doing a season premiere and then a season finale. Uh, oh, okay. You're right. You're be, right. We'll be 10, uh, episodes for this season. On and, the AMC Chris, Chris Hardwick thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. Which which upsets me because I was actually looking forward to having a weekly uh, breakdown by Chris Hardwick. But, you know, I, I'm certainly happy listening to Kelly Dixon. I'm far more interested in hearing her podcast, uh, Better Call or, or Better Call Saul Insider. But, yeah, it's 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 I, I'm I'm worried about it. Like, I will we get a season three? Uh, and I know that there's some listener out there who would love to pipe in and say, I know the answer, and you're idiots for not knowing. I but feel, I feel like there is a season three in, yeah. in their minds. 
um, because it'd be different. It'd be really hard to be like, okay, here's the end of two. And even, even last season, uh, I believe they've kept it to a point where they can end it at any time. And that's a, a okay ending. Uh, Mm -hmm. with, with uh, last season, uh, Jimmy going off and be like, I'm never going to let that happen to me again with losing that, you know, 1.6 million that was literally in front of me. And yeah. Drove off and he was just like, you know, uh, doing doing his thing. And I feel like we're going to get one. I, I would hope that we don't get one of those endings this season where where it's like, oh, you know, hey. I'm. I got this new car, and oh, look at that uh, inflatable uh, Liberty, uh, Lady Liberty thing. Mm-hmm. That really great somewhere on my lawn. Which is how the show up started too. Like you know, each each episode starts with a new little you know short song intro, and it was Lady Liberty, which I thought was weird. The blow up. Yes. <laughs> the thing too is that I feel like they have so much they could do as far as exploring uh, the Jimmy McGill character. Uh, but then there's also, you can only do, you can only dance around these things, you know, so much. You can only dance around the, oh, you know, uh, Walter White is in the town to the next to him. When is he going to meet up with him? And, you know, oh, by the way, you know, that's that's a chicken, Los Hermanos, you know. it's. I feel like they have, and this is probably just me ranting and uh, just spurting out a uh, word junk, but <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, I feel like they have an idea of what season three is, but they've also, you know, gone on record saying that they don't really plan ahead uh, as far as in breaking bad was concerned, because there were times where they would write themselves in the corners and their challenge would be to get themselves out of it. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I hate to spoil in the Inside Podcaster podcast for you at all, but I will tell you that they they talked about the the scene at the very intro when Jimmy um, arrives at the courthouse to meet um, Hamlin and and uh, the new, uh, new the law, firm. law firm, and he he he. You know, when we saw, we saw this, some of this at the end of the last season, very last episode, and then he tr- it seems like he just kind of turns around, and that was one thing that was shot. But apparently, they cut it that cut that out so that all you see is his car come in and then his car leave, mm-hmm. and you know, Mike say, "Oh, that was fast, no charge," and it was uh, reapplied. But what we see this time is that he he actually goes in and he just wants to ask Kim, "Are you?" you know, does this mean we'll be together? You know, and uh, she says that has nothing to do, one thing doesn't have anything to do with the other. And he he declines that. Um, I was so amazed by why they wrote it the way they did. But th- they apparently didn't write it that way. They They just basically started with season two and said, okay, where did we leave off? And can we do this? And that's how it came out. Because to me, when watching it, the first time before listening to the inside podcaster, I thought that, wow, they must have planned this the entire time that we would know what, you know, that, that there was something that went on in between because this show is layered be- with 
uh, better uh, with Breaking Bad mm-hmm. because you're, you know, they give us the gene thing, and that's kind of layered in, you know, and what goes on. And, you know, we've heard rumors that Brian Cranston might come back. Aaron Paul might come back at some point. Um, you know, we don't know. So what, what what's the in-between? Because Better, uh, a Better Call Saul could go on for multiple seasons uh-huh. because we could have the layers in between that. There's a lot of stuff we didn't see of Saul in, in Breaking Bad. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of layers we could add to Breaking Bad. Exactly. And what the main, the huge question when this was first announced was whether this is going to be a prequel, a sequel, or a. Yes! Uh, and everyone was like, well, it's kind of all three. And it is, yeah. The prequel stuff has obviously, you know, come to light. The, the sequel stuff has come to light. It's, it'll be interesting on whether or not the in betweenquel stuff is going to come to light or if it will even happen that's that's kind of the key on on that stuff and it's just this stuff just has evolved uh because originally this was a half hour comedy at first yeah procedural uh another time and then it now it's a a draw you know a procedural you know a drama that is continuous uh i keep forgetting the word of that, but it's mainly, uh, it's all linked together. Uh, let's kind of go on to the, the funny portion, uh, of the show. Cause every episode kind of has this funny thing. Uh, let's talk about Daniel and yes. Ass Hummer. Oh, Oh God. What's what's the guy's name? Uh, zip Sam. <laughs> Zippy Zam. Uh, uh, Daniel Price. I mean, I mean, like the Yo Yo Man. Zip Sam. Yo Yo Man. Oh, oh. So if you if you listen to the uh, Insider podcast or even tuned into the Talking Saul, uh, the actor he uh, he got his start by going on to talk shows, pretending to be this Yo Yo <laughs> star. And Jackie's seen the video, and uh, she said it is absolutely hilarious, correct? Yeah, basically, he's just going, like, what I love about it is he's really just kind of screwing with all these local morning TV shows where they have to have someone come in. And he comes in, and he he pretends to be like, I do yo-yo for kids. And they're like, okay, well, we'll get you on on Wednesday. And that's how he got started in Better Call Saul. He's this dude that shows up uh, with his Hummer, uh, his spoofed out Hummer, and he tries to pick up Mike. And Mike's like, I'm not getting in that. We'll take my car or I'm not going. Uh, you have to have um, some what, what was it, Some sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, you, can't, you can't go out to a drug deal in mm-hmm. yellow ass uh, Hummer. Which, restraint, restraint is what he says. Even had the the matching shoes uh, to go along with with this Hummer, and it's uh it's very this is a very uh small kind of B side story of uh you know the guy going to the drug deal for Nacho, and uh, Nacho kind of shows up, gives him the drugs. They exchange, you know, they exchange cash and drugs and. Nacho kind of goes in and he looks in his glove compartment, sees an address, and what do you know? Uh, 
segments later. Uh, my baseball cards are stolen. All cards are stolen. <laughs> and yeah, th- that was great. Yeah, it's very, and, and it seems like we're going to get uh, a little more of that. Uh, this kind of, to me, kind of screams uh, the uh, Kettleman's type storyline. Yeah. Where for mm-hmm. the first half, we'll be kind of focused on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just he just plays a geek uh, that's, that's so well. Uh, and it's just, he's just like, oh, geez, my baseball cards. I can give you the list. And blah, blah. Oh, God. So do you think that we're, we're going to have um, Saul defend him? I don't know. Because he's at this new law firm, so. He's at this new law firm, although I don't. Right now, it isn't like kind of clear on why he would go to this fancy dancy, yeah, queer, uh, law firm to to try and get back his baseball cards. When also uh, he mentioned money was stolen, and <laughs> didn't mention what amount. And the cops were. Uh, it's very nice that these the writers kind of pertain. You know, they don't portray the cops as oh, okay, then I'll just ignore what you just said. You know, they, they're like, oh, gee, you know, he has this big fucking Hummer. He uh, mentioned cash Mm -hmm. uh, and then he stopped mentioning cash and only this room is, you know, screwed up. Uh, Hold on a second. And they kind of, you know, step back a bit and they kind of discover there's a secret compartment uh, behind the couch. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know. I think. For me, I, I really like the the kind of subtleness of of Daniel being almost reintroduced uh, because he was, if I remember right, he was in the last season too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he he was in Pimento. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, I I don't know how many more episodes. I know that he was in you know at least that one Pimento where you know uh, Mike had the Pimento sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, it's kind of, uh, it's surprising to see him back and I like it. I like that he came back and then he, uh, disses Mike and says, I don't really need you. What am I paying you for? And he, I think he says, I'm throwing away tons of money, tons of money paying you. And what, what are you throwing money away on this, uh, Hummer here? You know, like you should really listen to Mike. And he doesn't understand why he needs Mike. Yeah, and it's uh, I don't know where this is going, uh, but I like I said, I feel like this is our our kind of first half storyline of of what I believe it'll kind of lead to uh, more back info on uh, on Nacho. In my yeah, opinion. more on Nacho. You're absolutely right. Now, do you believe this is going to lead to? Maybe a Gus Fring uh, introduction. God, I yes, please, thank you. Can we please have Gus already? Like, I, I, I think, I, I, I think that every fan of the show wants Gus. Well, and the thing is, is the, uh, we, this is a a backstory on Saul. This is a backstory on Mike, and uh, we already kind of know Gus's backstory. I mean. Mm. He had this brother uh, in Breaking Bad, and he went uh, to, I, I can't remember the country, but, you know, he his brother gets killed, and he does all, you know, 
the the meth dealings and stuff like that. So we already kind of know uh, his his backstory. Mm-hmm. To bring him in again to either have him as a recurring cast member or a full-fledged cast member is almost to me is almost kind of backtracking and and in my opinion yes i would love gus for the one the the one you know guest appearance kind of like uh oh really uh you know tuco was in for one episode bing bang boom it was great and you know we got his thing and and we got nacho as kind of a spinoff to Tuco that made him unique to Better Call Saul. Is that and, what you're saying? Yeah, and I would I would actually prefer something like that of, you know, hey, Gus comes in, you know. Uh, you get a sidekick where you get a... He's, he's a badass. It's clear that he's been a badass. Oh, by the way, here's the, uh, here's the person that is representing Gus. Uh, kind of like almost... Uh, Mike was introduced, you know, he was the liaison to Gus when he was introduced. Mm-hmm. And I think I would like something uh, to that of sort of just let's bring in Gus. Let's nail the point, And then let's bring in this other guy. That's going to be the liaison. Well, I mean, but, but wouldn't that end up turning into some kind of like little show where, Oh, this week we've got Brian Cranston starring on better call Saul. Uh, next week we might have Aaron Paul. But, you know, like, but as as much as a Brian Cranston as Walter White again is great, do you really want him more uh, than one episode? Wouldn't you rather have him come in and then it's like, hey, it's let's let's uh, get more in depth into Walter Junior. Or something like that. Well, honestly, I don't think that Brian Cranston or Aaron Paul should surpass uh, what the new character of Saul is taken as the primary character. Uh, And I don't think that that will happen. And I don't think that that, that, that's anybody's intention. But, um, you know, like, I I, kind of see that the real way... To bring back Cranston or Paul, if that if that happens, like I don't really care. To me, I don't really care. I'm happy to see where it goes, where it is. But I know that a lot of fans want that. And if that's the case, if you want to appease those fans, I think it could be done in flash forwards. I think that they could do a lot of things where, um, you know, things happen that occur in the timeline line of Breaking Bad that we've never seen before, you know, um, stuff like that kind of fit in. And I, I, and I don't want it to go beyond that. Um, I don't want it to be more than just a, Oh, well, you remember that time that, uh, Saul took Jesse to go visit his girlfriend, uh, that had the kid, before, you know, like all that, all that stuff. Like it would be kind of neat to tie that tight in that way, but I don't think we should go too far past that. But I would love, love, love to see the show jump the timeline back and forth. So it's not a prequel. It's not a sequel. It's just a show that intermixes. You know what I mean? Almost, is- almost like what Lost uh, did Okay. For, for a little bit. I don't know if you've seen Lost. I don't know if I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar enough with that. Uh, they would have, you know, current, you know, current time and uh, flashbacks or uh, flash forwards. And... Usually, the flashbacks or flash forwards would tie in 
to the current timeline. Mm-hmm. Is that something you kind of want of, you know, hey, remember when we, you know, I took. Uh, no, not a remember when, but what did we not see? Okay, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, this is something you did, you weren't even aware of mm-hmm. that happened. You know, and that would be the only way to bring in Cranston and Aaron Paul. I personally would not, I would rather not see him at all. Look at it this way. You you make this character, uh, a, you give this character a show, and he's the lead. You're almost uh, devaluing your mm-hmm. your main character to be mm-hmm. like, Hey, you uh, you couldn't do this all on your own, so we're gonna bring in the people that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of, I know that's not something they would do, or, or you know, make it seem like do it in the in the in the correct form. If but, they, but, but could but could they find a brilliant, tactful way to do it that nobody else has done before? That's, and that's what I'm saying. Is that like, makes it high art. Like it makes it this thing that you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I know for a fact the writers are capable to. Yeah. Look back and be like, okay, this is something that hasn't been done. It's clear that we're not doing this for a stunt. It makes sense that we're doing it. Let's do it. Uh, um, yeah, it's to me to bring in two of your main guys from a previous show is is almost a, a stunt to me. And I really, and it devalues your main character who's supposed to be the focus. Well, Jackie Hearn, until the next episode, please, oh please, everyone, remember <laughs> to lawyer up. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>